Hard sports are plays. Yeah. Hard sports are plays. Hard sports are plays. We're making a place. We're talking the game, get you through the days. We're high in the court, the dying in the lane. Variety topics, living the same. Authentication, sports information. In the airways, taking the nation. All sport, all plays, they're working your faces. Grace at the field, so tie the laces. All sports, all plays. Welcome. He's on Fire Podcast, episode 21 already. Thank you, everybody, for coming in, spending some time with us. You know, hit that like button, share all this out, do all that fun stuff, help us out. We got quite a few subscribers since our last episode, which was the disappointing Green Bay Packers game. But we're going to get into that, but we're also going to talk some good Sun stuff. I think we're finally starting to see the Suns uptick just a little bit. Feeling good about that. Feeling bad about Arizona State. I'm going to sound off on that just a little bit because they deserve it. Um, after that, some Arizona State basketball stuff coming up. A lot of good things. He's on Fire Podcast. feeling a lot better than I did on Thursday. And if anybody listened to the podcast, watched the podcast, you know, I'm sorry, but you know what? I'm not sorry. It was just not a good night for any of us in Arizona sports land. So we're going to bring on the full crew tonight. Hopefully JNS will uh, come join us at some point, but I have no idea. But of course, joined by my co-host JJJ Joyce and Amit. Boys, how we doing? Good, man. I'm actually a little disappointed because I thought the Suns game was tonight, the Rockets game. And, oh. and I was like prepped like, oh, we're going to go live. The game's going to be live. It'll be a little bit of a live stream talking through. And I'm like, oh, the game's not tonight. So, what? <laughs> Yeah. So it just keeps getting worse for a minute. So, JJ, how are you, man? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I wasn't on Thursday. I was very, very mad. But I, want, I, I wanted to be on. I just didn't want to act out of emotion. Like the way I was acting, like it felt like we lost like the Super Bowl or the finals all over again. So I, I just needed a breather. I didn't want to come on here all uh, just pissy over our first loss in two months. So uh, sorry about that. But uh, I, I'm just glad to be back. Uh, it's been a minute. It has been. And a lot of things have changed. So we need to give a quick shout out. Right here for our yeah, good Rich. friend Roy. Congratulations Congrats, on ATL. And I lived there for six years on ATL, finally getting a championship since 95. 
Y'all had sweet. some close ones. I mean, I don't need to bring up the most recent Super Bowl, but I remember back in the day when Jamal Anderson and the, and the Dirty Bird and all of them got down there. You had a couple of good Hawks teams, but overall it's been pretty damn disappointing for the folks down in Atlanta. So, so good on you, bro. Congratulations. I hope to feel that someday. I think we all hope to be able to feel that someday. Um, I also need to talk about Bob Melvin going to the Padres as their new manager. Amit, I know you're a D-backs fan like I am, so I got some thoughts on that. I mean, you know, honestly, the, so baseball is such a weird sport, dude. Like, if you, no one ever thought the Braves were going to win, right? Like, ever, like when Tampa Bay wins or when these teams win, we always look back and we're like, okay, the Red Sox, the Yankees, star power, the, the Dodgers and Astros, um, if they're not cheating. I think nobody in the world wanted, uh, nobody in the world wanted the Braves to win, except for maybe some Houston fans. I mean, even I know a Houston fan is just like I'm done with them, like after that. Yeah. So, you know, Bob Melvin. That's I mean, you know, I think we can go back and look at it and be like, Bob Melvin wasn't the one where, how we won that World Series. It wasn't uh, Bob Brenly. It was that pitching, and and just timely hitting like that in the defense. Like I don't, I don't think coaching really contributed much to the team when you when you got like Randy Johnson just throwing flame makers flames in the, in the, in game seven. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. It, and Bob Melvin nice. was actually, in my opinion, the best. Maybe after Buck Walter, but I was young. So young. I don't remember probably our best manager, dude. And we just let him go because Brandon Webb got injured. Dan Heron turned out to be not Dan Heron. And some really weird thing at the Eric Burns situation and that whole contract. Yeah. Like it it wasn't because of Bob Melvin, but it's like we had to give him the boot. And we still yeah. had like the same management. Ken Kendrick was still there. And he goes on to the A's, one of the poorest franchises, does a lot of good things there, gets to the playoffs, they remain competitive. And here he is signing a big time contract with a big time team, the San Diego Padres. And I that kind of sucks. My friend Albert from work, and I hope he's listening. He uh, it's just going off about it, and he's really excited about Bob Melvin. He's posting a lot of memes and stuff on Twitter, and it just it's got me in my feels a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. So let's talk about something happy. Let's talk about the Phoenix Suns and their victory last night. Boom shakalaka! It definitely looks like little things are starting to click here or there. Frank Kaminsky, you can't say he's a star of the game, but he's a star of the game because he filled in for DeAndre Ayton and that bench roll came out start of the second half that a lot of Dario esque things, yeah. but more importantly, in my mind, in this offense in the 0.5 offense, you have to be able to make quick decisions and stick with it, you know, for the good or for the bad. And whenever he got that ball, he would take one or two dribbles, stop, go one way. Oh, it's not there. Let's pass it out this way. Or he took it or he shot it. And he made well, quick decisions. You had that you had that play highlighted on Twitter, the perfect play, where on that short roll, he catches it at the free throw line. Mm -hmm. He could either dribble in further. There was a little bit of space if he wants to take a leaner, pull up, take the J. He's watching Mikhail cross, can't make the pass there, and he's got Booker in the corner and three. And that's 0.5 offense to perfection. To a T. To a T. Did you see that one that I'm talking about, JJ? I'm going to try to pull it up on Twitter while you're talking. Uh, yeah, uh, like right when I saw that, I tweeted. I'm like, that's literally like how DA should be. Like, yeah, but that's that's exactly how he should be in that role. It's like that's what Frank did, and uh, when he was at uh, Wisconsin, like that, that that was his whole fucking shtick. So 
like, yeah, Frank played this perfectly. That's 0.5 offense to a literal I wanna, I want to point this out real quick. Frank, obviously, in the middle. When he rolls, he's going to go out and then in. I want mm -hmm. you guys to specifically notice that. And I wish I could pull clips somehow of all this stuff, but I, you know, I don't have the time to really pull all that. But when you watch DeAndre Ayton, he doesn't go out and in. He, he almost stays, he goes straight down, which can be fine, except there's always going to be help over on this side. If you guys uh, that are watching can follow, but there's, yeah. for those listening, there's always going to be help inside the paint, kind of below the circle or above the, the charge. I don't know. What do you guys call that? The circle right there. Charge the restricted area, excuse restricted me, the restricted area. area. Yeah. There's going to be a guy above that circle, but below the free throw line circle. Okay. So when you dive deep right there, that just messes up the timing. Whereas if you do what Frank does, when you're going outside, kind of hitting the three point line and then going in, not only does it create spacing, it creates a better passing lane and passing angle, making it easy to get in there. And it actually gives Frank a step and a half uh, or a dribble and a half, however, however you want to put it, to kind of be able to make up his mind of what you want to do. The problem with DA is I question if he can make the right decision when he gets the ball on these elbows, which is where you're going to see a lot of it. DA is kind of like Amari in that way where he's just going to go all the way to the hoop, but he doesn't quite have that touch and eh, he does have a touch maybe not footwork or, or decision making to do it but if he gave that space he would have so many little shots in that first little area inside the paint where that circle is okay so i got i really want you guys to watch frank kaminsky and how he rolls and i'm going to play it two times in case you miss it so here comes the pick out and then in see has perfect. time to make a decision and go and boom and that shot is always there when uh, 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 when DA's in the offense. Like he clogs a paint like right away usually, and that kind of take, takes away the mid jumper from Paul if he decides to go in. So with One Frank floating right like here. that, yeah, boom and in. Watch it again. Out. Like Jay had the shot, in. but yeah. And it's really up to, to Frank what he wants to do on that play. Because he has, he could pop out for the three. I would not advise for him to do that. He could dribble into the lane, which he has done. And he can kind of, he has these little finger roll kind of post move things that he could do. But I would not do that in the situation, in this situation in the game. But he did the right thing. He took one dribble, yeah. stopped, looked, and then threw it to the open man. And that's that's all you need. That's all you need. And that, that was very dario Ask. Yes. Quick decision making, not necessarily at the perimeter, but on the free throw line extended elbow area where the Phoenix Suns do so much action. If you look at a lot of their plays, a lot of their offense comes out of free throw line elbows and free throw line extended. Yeah. You'll see some not even not even the main pick and roll. If the ball is on the corner or whatever on the other side, on the outside of the perimeter, you're going to see so many screens where Booker or the next guard are going to come right off that, either curl to or curl away. And then you'll see some secondary action yeah. going on there as well, too. So there's so many things that go on there. That's one of the things that I really put into coaching was going to the nail, which if you don't know what the nail is, it's dead center of the free throw line. There's always going to be a nail there. Go to the nail and then make your cut. You do that a lot in a uh, five-man offense or five-out, but it's so critical for DA to get that spacing, and he just hasn't been able to find that. Go into space, and they will find you. So 
basketball hoopers out there, if you're trying, if you ever play in a game and you're not getting the ball a lot, everybody's kind of been there and you're cutting, you're doing all this stuff, go to the open part of the floor. If you're just sitting there in the corner, find some open space and go to it. And DA's got to learn that. But JJ, other than the amazingness that is Frank Kaminsky, what else did you see in the game last night? Uh, so like uh, the first half was a uh, relatively like good for us. Snoozer. I, <laughs> I definitely wasn't happy because, you know, we're go going against like third stringers and shit. But uh, like, you know, Chris Paul, uh, he, he just passed uh, uh, Nash, you know, with uh, his uh, assists and stuff. Crazy milestone. But yeah, Booger st uh, started off cold. Uh, uh, JaVale wasn't clicking uh, with anything that was going on in the first quarter. Uh, and fooling up. Yeah. So, like, so, so we were like, like just think yeah. about that play that we just saw. Imagine Alfred Payton at point guard and Jamil Mungi at center. And that's just a recipe for disaster right there. If you're not throwing an alley oop, there's not a lot of motion to come out of that one, dude. Because if yeah. if JaVale McGee catches the ball where Frank did, he's gonna shack in the fool all over that play. But if campaign does that, campaign has a way of wiggling down to the defense yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. waiting until JaVale gets there to roll with him. So right. that passing lane is still there, and then yes. he lobs it up, or he's gonna pop it, or he, you know, they just respect him more. The defense, I yeah. mean, respects yeah. Elf, not Alfred yeah. Payton respects campaign where he can dish it out and make other things happen. But yeah, that's correct. I mean, uh, keep going, JJ. Uh, but uh, at the end of the second quarter, uh, everything just started to flow. There was like a different energy by far. Mikkel has been the most consistent uh, player as I said, since the start of the season. And he looks like a strong yes. third option. Uh, like Paul, like Paul's shot finally started hitting uh, last night. Uh, he hasn't been uh, shooting the, uh, the ball uh, well, but uh, yeah, Mikel, he's creating his own shot. He's setting proper picks. He's like clogging the paint. Like, like he's really stepped up and I don't know if you guys saw that photo. Uh, it was like halftime and Mikel was the only one out there. Like, like he was already, right. yeah, he was like, he was ready like five minutes before everybody else came yeah. out. And like, you saw that energy uh, right, uh, uh, right at the start of the third, you know, uh, when they cut the lead down from 17 to 10 and they just took the game over, and I think uh, they outshot them forty to nineteen, I believe, in the second half. So, well, if you uh, go all the way back to the middle of the second quarter, they outscored them. I wrote that it was like eighty-one to forty-nine. Yeah, over two and a half quarters, which is some pretty solid defense right there. Con yeah. Considering, they, and I think they only had like four turnovers in the, in the second half or something too. Um, I mean, and the game before that, they went on a fifty to twelve run over. I don't know how long of a period of time that was. So. And we know that's what this team does. They, they put together these really long stretches of just really solid defense and then streaky shooting. And yeah. they build these leads up. Did, did you yeah. all hear what JaVale McGee said today in an interview? What did he say? No. He was <clears throat> asked about the crowd booing because after the first half, the crowd started booing them. And I was like, yeah, yes. give it to them. Boo louder, in fact. And, you know, he usually is like, y'all should be supporting us. We're representing your city, yada, yada. But he was like, you know what? We weren't playing well. We deserve to get called out. And I appreciated them holding us to that standard. And I'm glad we were able to come out and ultimately win the game. I do, I think, mean, it, I do think it says a lot that a dude that is all about you need to rep us is now being like, thanks for holding us accountable. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, um, at Javel, he really stepped up in the, the end of the third, early fourth, you know, like he finally took his headband off and he started to <laughs> actually play like a, uh, like a, 
backup center, you know, and uh, he kind of took the game over for a bit. Then when Book uh, Book finally came in, I don't know why Monty had him on the bench for most of the third, but uh, yeah, as soon as Book came in, he just kind of took over and Book was playing like hard defense and it's kind of weird seeing that. And I think, I think Monty held him out because he had chemistry with the unit out there. I think he was sending a message to the team because they were yeah. clicking like that. I mean, that group, Cam, Mikhail, can't remember Shamit, the whole squad. Shamit, Shamit, Chris Paul, he, and then yeah. either Fr- Frank or McGee. I think it was Frank at that point, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Frank went all the way up and then he got really tired and then they brought in McGee at the end there. But yeah, I mean, they, they, that unit was playing so well together. I don't think, you know, there was no reason to play Booker. Um, and then when Booker came back, I mean, you know, he went, he did what he does, right? Well, yeah, we need to talk about Booker beforehand, though, man. Book was just icy cold, but I heard yeah. there's a new NBA ball they're playing with. Yeah. Is it Wil- the Wilson balls yeah. and every ball yes. is just a little bit different and it's not a Spalding ball? I didn't know that. Do you remember yeah. like 10, 15 years ago, Jay, you might not, but admit they had a new ball. Yeah. Players said it started like cutting their fingers a little bit. It was that synthetic. I actually know what you're ball. talking about. They had a synthetic synthetic leather ball that they were using. They and nobody liked it. I think they even switched before preseason or during they, preseason back to the no. It, it was like a week or two into the season. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was but crazy. but the, but the Wilson ball. I'm surprised because so what I heard is that the ball there's con- not consistency with all the balls. Like some are mm-hmm. just built made different. But I don't know when you guys play. When I play, we usually play with the Wilson, the Evo ball, the Evolution, oh, which yeah. is actually mm-hmm. a really freaking nice ball. Like we try to I find that ball when we play. We never play with Spalding balls, so I don't know. I mean, that's interesting because uh, I'm, I'm. It's. I guess they mass produce this thing and it just doesn't work. It's the first time I, I've heard it though, and a lot of teams and players are struggling shooting the ball, and it came up today. So an and just handling theory. it too. Like like Paul kept on picking up his dribble and stuff, and like Dame's he was doing shooting. that. He was doing yeah. that in the play. Chris Paul was doing that in the playoffs, man. There's something weird about Chris Paul right now. He turned it on in the fourth quarter and the and the third, well, second half. But his passing, his dribbling, the lazy passes. I don't. How many passes did they just straight up steal for a breakaway dunk, man, or steal the ball from Chris? And here's another stat. So we had 19 turnovers, I think. Uh, 12. 14 of them are from, from three guys, Booker, Paul, and uh, I believe it was, I can't remember who the third guy was, but, but it was not, I mean, it wasn't, it was, it was like people that are handling the ball. Probably Jay. No, it wasn't Jay. Probably JaVale McGee. <laughs> I think it probably, yeah, you know what? I think it was JaVale McGee because he started, right? So that McGee. makes he sense. Then. Yeah. So McGee and then, so McGee, he, he's going to have those turnovers when you give him more volume with the ball, more usage and more time which is not good, but like Booker at this point, he should not be having six turnovers in a game. It just looked lazy. There was just lazy passes. He, just- he did that. He did that last year, bro. Like I was complaining about him early in the year, and this is so similar to last year. Yeah. He was averaging like 22 points on 14 of 18, four, four of 18 shooting, excuse me, uh, get to the free throw line, make a three or two, and then he would have five or six turnovers. And but that's the excuse when I was like, there was that they didn't have the offense together, right? Like he hadn't played exactly. So yeah. there's no like the excuse now is that okay, well he's coming off COVID, he's coming off a really long season with the with the Olympics, but you know, and he did look out of shape. Like it, the first few games, like you could tell he was just he was just panting. Um, yeah. He needed to catch his breath I, on times. But it, you know, I you know I, I think it's going to be just another period of adjustment. I think. You know, I think there is a little bit of a hangover. Like I, I was thinking at the beginning of this game, I'm sure. like, you know, these guys are hungover a little bit from last season. 
you know, sure. I mean, it's, you know, and, and we got time, like, as long as we don't lose the shitty teams, like, you know, and maintain our standing. Like Portland like, just did to Cleveland tonight. Portland lost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Portland, I told you, wasn't going to be good anyways, but you know, my opinion, my prediction. No, yeah, my own opinion, and it's okay if Portland guys want to trash you and then try to start beef with you just because you have an opinion. That's totally fine, but hate to say I told you so. So far, it is not over yet, and in Dame we trust, to be honest with you. But real quick, going back to your turnovers, and JJ, I want to get your opinion on this. Book had six, Paul had four, McGee had four, and then Bridges, Crowder, Kaminsky, Nader, Shamit all had one. 19 turnovers and you said we ended up with four i totally believe that in the second half yeah. shooting percentage right now for the phoenix suns like in three point percentage is like 29th yeah. attempts per game is 28th uh opponents shooting percentage is 29th or 28th against it's like like all that stuff is bad yet we're only three and three jj are you with the booker stuff the turnovers three-point percentages on both sides. Are you feeling good that we actually came out, showed some fire, and won that game and think that this could be a little bit of a turnaround? And shout out to Willie Green, by the way, you guys. Or are you are you seeing red flags and are you scared of shit and the season's going to hell and block everybody on Twitter mode? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, so I'll just go to the Sacramento game because I don't believe we talked about that on here. But, uh, like, it, yeah. it was kind of like the, like, photocopy of what happened last night, you know. Like, we didn't necessarily have the energy in the first uh, in the first half, but we kept the game relatively close. Uh, but, yeah, as soon as the second half started, um, Booker and Mikel, they kind of just took over with Paul kind of, like, you know, just directing the offense. He wasn't necessarily uh, contributing like that. But uh, I'm not necessarily worried. Uh, you know, like, I definitely thought we would be – like like Chicago right now, you know, like uh, like five and two or something. But it, like it's totally cool. Like like early season hiccups and stuff where we're really trying to utilize Javelle and Shaman is kind of like on a cold streak right now. We're just trying to figure out rotations and uh, what yeah. works for us right now. Uh, like we already have ca- uh, Cameron Payne and Da out, and uh, you know, so we have to adjust around that. So I, I I'm not worried at all. Like yeah, I hate losing. Like who doesn't hate to lose? But like, w- like we practically won the Sacramento game. Like we came back, and it took Harrison Barnes like a turnaround three. Beautiful shot, by the way. Yeah. But like we 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 really won that game. Uh, in my in my opinion, that start, uh, that fieriness came in the second half against the Pelicans. And even though we should have dog walked them, like I, I'm just glad we came out with the win. And hopefully, we can put. Um, uh the rockets away uh tomorrow and you know show like show the lakers like we can win by 15 against a team you you almost lost to so yeah uh, amit are you in panic mode right now are you in chill mode are you seeing good signs i mean i see good signs i see um a lot of the characteristics of the team that we had last year but there are some concerns for, with what i'm seeing because we don't have dario so we don't have that small ball five we don't have Craig in that role either. Um, I we don't like Frank. Also, we, got Frank. we got Frank. And you know what? Hey, he can do it in a regular season, and I'll love it, man. If he made, yeah. you know, if he makes himself some money this season, 
I love it because he's not going to play in the playoffs. But um, and he and he actually did pl- play well in Game Six, right? But but um, I you know I I think we need to think about what we're going to do. I think we're going to have to look at the buyout market, or maybe we need to get that young. I mean, I've said it. We've all said it. We need that young for sure, especially, especially because we declining sticks yeah we're gonna I mean, go into yeah. that yep yeah i mean that we'll get into that but yeah i'm worried about i'm i don't want to see alfred payton on the court unless it's a blowout um because he's just not he's just his block i don't even know what his box plus minus is but he sucks um like he just he's not playing 0.5 javel mcgee has not learned how to play 0.5 either he just needs to be a rim roller and a shot blocker and a rebounder he's he's getting too much usage so you mind if i ask you something on it yeah uh, so what are you seeing from Alfred, uh, uh, Alfred Payne that you don't like? Because what, like what I'm seeing is what Javon Carter wasn't bringing necessarily. Um, I'm seeing too much one-on-one. I'm seeing too Just much. Ball. Yeah. I mean, even he, okay. he's not passing at the right time. He's not, um, he's not running the point five. Like he's not running it, you know, the way that campaign would. He, if you stay in your lane, he can be really su- successful in this role. Um, he, I don't think he's the same shooter as, as campaign or Chris Paul, but, um, he obviously he can score at the rim. And so he's got to find a way to, to use the point five offense to score at the rim, um, and then find open guys. And when, when he makes the pass, it's just, you know, not good. It's just not a, a, a way to put that player in a, a chance to make a play. So that's what I'm seeing. I mean, he's, he stuffs the box score in the limited minutes that he has, but I feel like that's because he has a ball in his hands all the time and he does play good defense. I'll say that. His defense is solid. On ball defense is good. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, he's he's not necessarily playing the system. I think that's uh, why he kind of throws off everybody when he's in. So I do get that. Once we get campaign back, I don't think we would yeah. be having this issue per se. But like, I prefer this Alfred uh, Payton than uh, our first generation Alfred Payton. Like, he's definitely a better <laughs> player now. Yeah, and and he definitely contributes. Uh, like to what we got going on right now. So uh, yeah. I was just curious because I don't think he necessarily sucks. Like I definitely agree that he's not really playing the system how Monty wants it to, but you know, he's our third string, uh, you know, well, I'll just point, say this uh, point so guard right now. for anybody watching the game tomorrow, look at the scoreboard when Alfred Payton comes in the game and watch what happens. That's all I'm going to say. Just look at the scoreboard and then <laughs> see what fair. happens when Chris Paul comes back. Yeah. Uh, I'll do that. Man. Yeah, that's fair. I'll absolutely take that because Alfred I didn't even Payton, think about it that way. I'm 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 up and down with him. I think he does a few good things. Does can do a lot of bad things, but I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. And this is his only fourth game of playing, right? Yeah. And we're not seeing Shamit or McGee kind of in a rhythm, even though McGee had some monstrous dunks for us and 18 points and was like four for five from free throw line or something like that. That was awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass right now because I kind of remember Cameron Payne in the bubble. He wasn't really running the offense. He was playing his own ball and he was going for it because this was his shot. Like, no one could blame the guy for doing that. And when you're, what, scoring 20 to 26 points a game, who's going to say otherwise, right? Alfred isn't that dude and he needs to learn to play within the system and take advantage when he can. He's not doing that yet, but I do think he's going to get there. I also think that this was not necessarily a click game where the team started clicking. It was more of a wake-up game yeah. to see them yeah. come out, hit shots, play Phoenix Suns basketball, backs up against the wall, down 20 against a team and a coach that really, really, really wants to beat you, 
do it at home, have everybody booing you, but come out on the other side victorious and play damn near perfect basketball the last five to six minutes. I know BI is out and I know Zion is out, but to do that against an NBA team is sometimes exactly what you need. So again, I'm not calling it a click game, but I think it's starting to snap into place just little by little by little. Now, if we go down by 20 and have to do it again against the Rockets, I'm worried about that because dudes like MPJ and Jalen Green, they can come out and they can just straight stroke that ball. And what does EJ always say? Don't let teams like this believe they can win. Don't let them believe they can. So I am a little worried about this game because of the firepower that they have. They're young and they just don't know any better. And that can be dangerous sometimes. Would would you guys agree? Is this a trap game or do you fully expect the Suns to impose their will start to finish? I don't well, believe it's a trap game. Uh, you want to go first? Or? No, go ahead. Oh, okay. I don't believe it's a trap game. You know, like first 10 games of the season, like who really gives a fuck? So like uh, we're, we're feeling out competition. We're playing with uh, rotations and stuff. Jalen Green had a great game. Uh, he looks really good. Dude, like his shot rainbow. Like, uh, But yeah, the Rockets, like young core is uh, really good. I'm actually – Surprise! Uh, like, yeah, like uh, they're a lot better than what the record shows. They almost closed out the Lakers, and you know what? Like Westbrook finally had like a decent game, but you know, maybe that gets better over time. Maybe not. But this uh, this Rockets team, you know, I think will have the same fiery edge as the, uh, this Pelicans team did uh, last night. So um, I like I we should win, but if we lose, don't trip, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we definitely should I'm win a, this game. I'm a trip a little bit, JJ. I'm a trip a little bit. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll be a little. I'll, I'll be upset because, like I said, the other other teams are in, in our conference. Um, so we need to definitely win games like this, especially at home, dude. We cannot lose this game off rest. Um, we have to win this game, and um, I mean, I, I just need to see Booker play with rhythm and in like, in you know, he's just not. I, Maybe he's in rhythm and he's just off. I don't know what it is, but the shots aren't dropping and they're his shots. And um, I just need to see that happen. I need to see him have a really efficient game, you know, 27 on 15 shots with seven assists and like one turnover or something like that with six rebounds. Like I need to see a game like that from him start building on some of those games because right now he's averaging less than like 20 points a game. I mean, I think that's going to come Saturday. So we'll be back with you guys on Sunday night after the Cardinals 49ers game. We're going to have Alex from 49ers Cutback joining us for better or for worse, Alex, for better or for worse <laughs> that night. And we can get into not only the Cardinals game, we'll talk about the Rockets game, but I think it's going to come Saturday against the Hawks. I think Booker's going to have his best game of the season against the Hawks because they smacked us at the end of last season when we traveled yeah. to Atlanta, I remember that game and how like, damn at Atlanta's for real. That was the, they're for real game for me when it came to the Hawks. So I think they're going to have their attention. Trey young is going to have their attention. I'm curious to see how Trey young sees in person watching in person on TV, whatever watching live. I'm curious about the foul situation and how the foul baiting and BS really is going to affect Trey young. Cause he's not having the season he's been having. Same with James Harden, Luca, Dame. We could go on and on and on. So I'm curious to actually finally see that. And I think we're going to be able to beat Houston. I think we're going to beat Atlanta. And we're going to be able to talk all about it. Do you guys think we're going to beat ATL on Saturday as well, too? Or are we going one and one? What's going to happen? That's a tougher game. Um, 
I haven't. I don't know what their what's their record right now. They're four and four right now, and okay. I'm going to see if they come off of a back to back because we always seem to play teams that never come off of a back to back. It's always us and the other way. Around. I know, and I remember what, during the Nash era, we always caught teams off back to backs, and we so, would just smash them. They're four and four. They lost to Brooklyn at Brooklyn tonight. They're going to be home to the Jazz tomorrow, and then they have two days. Uh, they have Friday off, and they travel at Phoenix for a okay. one, two, three, four, five game road trip. So not on a back to back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I think Atlanta's good. Like, I like their team. I, I knew that the rules were going to impact Trey because he's probably the worst one out of everybody when it comes to like all the stuff that he pulls. Um, but I, I do like their team. Like, I really do like their team. Um, they do have a lot of solid role players that can are borderline, like, you know, maybe all star or like top three type on a on a on a really good team. Um, like Gall- Gallinari and and um, the what's the other guy uh, that they gave a contract to? Uh, Don Collins or Collins? Capella? Collins. And oh, Capella is a Capella is a, a good center in his role. Like, you know, what he's getting paid is what I thought Aiden should get paid. Probably maybe like an, an extra three or four million. And you know, Aiden's probably going to get the max, but which is fine. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, um, another story. Yeah, I, we never talked about Jalen Smith though. Uh. Wait, do you, you both think we're going to go 2 and 0 these next two games by I'm, our next I'm podcast on Sunday? 2 and 0. Uh, I can see it as long as we have uh, DA back by I don't uh, think DA is going to be back though. No. No, no. I think he's going to be out. I mean, I mean Javel will be able to keep up with Capella, so that might be an interesting matchup. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe by yeah, maybe, 2-0. Maybe go. by Saturday he'll be back. Uh Philly Sports Talk podcast. What is going on? If you guys ever want to collab on any Phoenix versus Philly games, we'd love to collab with you guys. Uh you that Philly Bulls Romp. game was a good one tonight. That was a good uh, one. And you guys probably game. know Romp 2.0. We love collabing with him. He he's yeah. our boy. So yeah, hit us up. But thanks for coming in and, and tuning in and hit the like and share button. Thank you. Jalen Smith. I saw quite a few reports that this is all about the next move. It's not about Jalen Smith. It's about the Suns and their next move. Okay. Does that come in trade? Does that come? I mean, it's a big difference with Jalen Smith. If he is a tradable asset with, you know, not being able to sign next year versus being on, on contract. So expiring contract, I think is good to trade him. It's good to receive, to get that money back. Uh, I mean, there's multiple reasons why you would do it. Everybody, I think, just is seeing red and like, oh, he's not coming back. What a bust of a pick. James Jones is a joke. They don't know how to draft, yada, 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 yada. And I just don't see it that way. And unfortunately for Jalen, it's the round peg and a square hole. It wasn't the right pick, but that doesn't mean we can't come out better on the other side. Amit, Thad Young, you've been talking about it. Even if we don't get Thad Young and that, you know, whittles away, would you be okay with this move with Jalen Smith? Yeah, because I think what you're doing is you're setting yourself. So what this move does, and you have to, I got to give shots out to David Nash and all the other folks that are these contract wizards. Essentially, if you had, if we had, so it goes back to DA. If we had signed DA and if we, and then we'd done this deal, it puts us in a bad financial situation if we want to make a move for another player on a rookie extension, max, ex, max extension. The guys like, which you said when, in, in our text uh, text group chat, uh, Jason Tatum is one of those people. 
Jalen Brown is one of those people. There's a lot of guys out there on rookie extensions where you can't hold more than, I think it was one or two or three or whatever the number is, but we can't do it with DA on that deal. So this gives us the, the opportunity. It gives us flexibility. If we want to make a move like that, we can do it, right? It also makes a deal sweeter if you want to trade Jalen Smith because now it's he's on a prove-it contract with any team he goes to. And they're like, okay, just show us what you got, right? So like a San Antonio, some shitty team that needs a big, you know, we can make a deal. If it's a smaller, like on the margins deal for like a small ball five or, um, you know, like a backup point guard, if something, if, you know, if Cam Cam's long-term or something, like we can do something like that, right? Or like a Nader, right? Like if we can just move Nader out of the, just get Nader out of here somehow and get get somebody else, like that's the opportunity to do that with that deal. Um. And I used to love Nader, but he just sucks this year. I agree. Uh, right? So, because he's not whole shooting. Team, whole team has kind of has too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, yeah. But he came Nader, here. Nader's on another. First guy, he was shooting 40% <laughs> from three. And I was like, okay, I can live with that. Whatever else you do, as long as you shoot 40% from three, I'm good. But everything else is just, you know, just He gets in bowl in a China shop mood where he yeah. just thinks he can take on everybody. And it yeah. happened last year a few times. And I was like, well, I'm going to give him a chance, give it a chance. But. And then all of a sudden, it's just not right decisions, not passing, missing shots. I, I don't like it. But I'll say his defense is better than Jay Crowder right now. JJ, I know you have some thoughts on Jay Crowder. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, with this whole uh, contract uh, uh, situation. We, we, we appreciate you, Philly Sports Talk Podcast. We appreciate yeah. you. We'll, we'll give appreciate a follow as well, too. Let, let us know where we can follow you on YouTube or Twitter in the comments as well, and, and we'll hit you up. Uh, but with this contract situation, everybody talking shit about uh, Jalen Smith, like, like everybody calm down, you know, like we're a championship caliber team. You think we have the time to develop him and put him in situations throughout the regular season to, to play? Like we have a deep bench. He, he just doesn't fit in our system right now. And I believe Jalen Smith is a good player. I think he has the potential to be. He Like he moves good for a big guy. He can shoot from the perimeter. And he has good in, interior defense. And I eight think foot it, long freaking arms too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His wingspan is crazy. Like if you watched him in Maryland, like 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 he stood out not just because he was big, but he's just a dynamic ball player. Like if we but can he plays send well him against lesser talent, though. Like he yeah. plays well against lesser talent, and that's the thing with him. Like he looks yeah. really good against lesser talent, and like there's a reason why Javon, because we all love Javon Carter, right? Like I mean, we all love that dude. We love the effort he brought. But he could not – He Shamit gives him gives us more than what he could do because he couldn't be an effective uh, uh, playmaker for other players, and he wasn't big enough to defend bigger players. He could defend a point guard, but he couldn't do anything else. So it was like, you know, the writing's on the wall. Like, I, I, I see Jalen Smith getting traded at some point during the season. Oh, yeah, for sure. I see him getting traded, like, as well. We just don't have the time to develop him. And, it, yeah. like, it was a smart move not to – uh, agreed to his uh, third year. So, uh, yeah, if we can set him out along with Nader and Dario possibly uh, in some package deal, maybe not that young. Maybe there's some, like, another guy in the mist or something that, like, can, you know, give us a defensive presence and maybe an offensive presence as well. Like so, like someone of uh, Tory Craig. I, I miss Tory so You know much. what's funny is somebody, somebody <laughs> floated the idea that – because Tory Craig's minutes have, have kind of dropped, that he might be a on lot. the buyout market again. Like, wouldn't that be awesome to get Tory Craig back? I, on the I love Tory Craig, dude. Like, I, I like he he comes out here like uh, pretty often. Like, he's cool with all the guys here. Like, like if we can get him cheaper, like 
like cool, you know, like like we need him. Like, like his defense was crazy, and like no one knew uh, Tory had a good offensive game, and he he brought it every night. So I think that's exactly the type of caliber player that we need. That or Thad Young. I would love to have Thad Young, but uh, I don't know if you guys listen to the Locked On uh, uh, Phoenix Suns podcast. Yes, uh, I Brendan, I hit you up. Yeah. Don't be ghosting Come me on, again. Man. Don't be Come ghosting on. me. Uh, but uh, yeah, he was talking uh, a few uh, a few weeks ago about the Thad Young situation, and he said currently there isn't uh, any talks about uh, acquiring Thad Young at this moment. That doesn't mean that won't transpire in the future. So we'll see. Uh, but like everyone that's uh, like talking down on Jalen Smith, don't like he. We just don't have the time for him right now, and that doesn't mean he won't be a good player. Like yeah. we'll see what the future holds. Look what the Rams are doing. They're trading away draft picks for proven talent to win now. So why would we keep drafting guys to develop them? No, we're done doing that. We've picked the guys that we want. We have our core of guys. We picked D-Book. We picked McHale. Cam Johnson got lucky with Cameron Payne. Got lucky Mm -hmm. with Frank Kaminsky right now. All the same age and all needed developing three years ago when they were on the team. DA, obviously the number one pick, and look at us now. Now we're in win mode. You don't bring aboard rookies unless it's a Jason Tatum type of player, a Trey Young type of player. You, you're the Boston Celtics, and you fall into the third pick. You do not – You do. I lost my train of thought. You do not <laughs> draft guys and then try and develop through a season. That's just – that's not who we are right now. We're in win now mode, you guys. We're not developing. We need to get out of that mindset. So, and even wasn't he like a four-year player too? I mean, it, like we took him no, with the idea year. that he was two-year. Oh, he was, was only two-year two player. He was two-year. Yeah, he was a two-year. But he wasn't a one-year player, right? So he, he had a little bit. He was seasoned a little bit. I mean, I think the idea is that let's see if he can play. If he can play, he can play, right? Because Cam, Cam was like a he was like twenty-three, I think, when we drafted him. Yeah, he, he was. He was a, he played he right was, away. He was four. Mikhail was two or three. I think Mikhail was three, if I'm not mistaken. Three or four, yeah, something like that. Yeah, but that's why they're the same same amount of uh, years in the end, or same amount age. in age. Man, I am just blah tonight. Okay, let's let's move on to the Arizona Cardinals. So we all agree that Jalen Smith isn't that dude right now. It's okay to trade him. It's okay that we didn't sign him as long as we come out better on the other side. Stop trashing James Jones, though. Yeah, everybody that says James trust, Jones is trash. Trust James Jones, dude. Trust, yeah. trust Monty, trust James Jones. And I wonder when we're going to get that report on Sarver. We don't need to go into that right now. We don't need to go into that. I know. We'll so Arizona Cardinals, we don't know what is going on with J.J. Watt right now. Is he going to return? Not put on IR? Considering the amount of injuries, you would at least assume he'd go on IR and sit out three games, right? Not the case so far. Kyler Murray coming up limp after the Packers game looking like he might play and all the things that I heard today, he's probably going to, I don't know if that's the right move considering Cliff Kingsbury yeah. loves to run QB draws when our quarterback is injured. So a lot of weird, th- Oh, AJ green. That's who it was. Got COVID, COVID. today. D hop is probably still hobbled. So we won't really know until the practice report comes out tomorrow, but a lot of weird things in Arizona Cardinals land. Amit, you have on the, the f- so fresh and so clean hoodie right now. I love that hoodie. I love that style of hoodie too. What are your thoughts on this upcoming game with the 49ers? So I 
really would recommend that Kyler does not play in this game. Okay. I just don't think it's a good idea because he can, he can be ready to play, but anybody that played with a bad ankle, it doesn't take much to injure it more. Everyone's done that. Right. So I would not, I would not play him. Like I just wouldn't because I think it's a winnable game without him. So um, even I, with Rodney Hudson coming back and if he has a little bit more of a cleaner pocket, which again, we're playing against San Francisco D line, which that's hard enough as is, is that into your thinking as well too, because it's San Fran, you want him to I, sit in the D line or what? And I, Elijah Mitchell is most likely out as well again. So their running game is going to be a little bit uh, weaker than it, than it was the first time we played them. Jimmy G's um, back though. Who's back? Jimmy G. Yeah. Okay. So, so like I said, <laughs> like, we should be good. <laughs> um, no, I, I, yeah. I mean, look, he, he, they won the game last game, but I don't know if you guys saw what he did the game before that, which was tr- like, it was a debauchery of, of quarterback play. And, you know, I've never been a fan of Jimmy G. I don't, you know, I, there's a reason why they drafted Trey Lance. There's a reason why he's, he plays in games when Jimmy G's healthy, like on those like third and short plays and stuff like they do a lot of things to get Lance on the field. So I'm, you know, I still think it's a winnable game, even though it's on the road with Colt McCoy. He's a seasoned veteran. He can win one game for you. Um, even with AJ green out um, with Ertz and the rest of the weapons that we have, I think chase Edmonds was limited in practice, but I think he, he should play. And Connor's just a fucking beast already. I, I know San Francisco has a really stout defense and they held us to, to 17 points the first time we played them. Um, but they did have a lot of time of possession and it was just a, a weird game to begin with um, all around. Was so the, was that when the, the game Max Williams got hurt? That was, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, I trust, I, I think we can win that game. I think we can win that game on the road. I didn't, I haven't looked at the line though. You, you are trusting Colt McCoy. I'm trusting him with one game. I, I, I need I you think- to say, I need you to physically say, I trust Colt McCoy. I trust Colt 45. No, I, tr- <laughs> I trust I trust Colt McCoy to win us a game in San Francisco on the road. I was just going to say that, and it's on the road. I love your optimism. You did completely talk me off the ledge last Thursday night. So first off, I want to say thank you for doing so. Second, I don't Glad know if I trust Colt McCoy, but maybe in the system. I mean, why not? JJ, we haven't really talked since almost a week, two and a half weeks ago or a week and a half, whenever it was. I'm curious of your thoughts on the Packers game, which we saw in the comments. You were leaving some comments, so we got the gist of it. And I want to hear what your thoughts are on the 49ers game upcoming. Uh, so uh, I'll just start with the Niners game. Uh, like, uh, I was, uh, I, like, I'm prepared for Colt McCoy to play on Sunday. Like Ahmed said, he's a seasoned vet and – he he was a dog in college and yeah it's not his college days anymore but like he can get you a game (laughs) yeah (laughs) like like he can get you a game and like he knows the system max hall won us a game if you recall max hall and with rodney hudson (laughs) with rodney hudson coming back it's really gonna stop what whatever jones is letting in on every play (laughs) so um like uh, Kyler said, you, like the swelling and everything else has gone down, and he feels good as of this moment. But oh, look, he grabbed a mic. <laughs> but um, 
stupid. Like I'm, I'm totally prepared for Cole McCoy to play uh, Sunday, but uh, with Kyler playing on that shitty Niners field, I don't know if I want that. Just looking into the future. Um, but yeah, I'm more than confident that we can win. If, uh, no, like if, no AJ Green, potentially no D Hop. We 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 have Rondell and Kurt. Yeah. Uh, so. They're really gonna win us <laughs> one on ones. That's for sure. Yeah, so, so they're not gonna get but, the jump ball. Yeah, so like, oh, uh, like we'll see. Uh, oh yeah, and, and we have Ertz too. So like, if Cole McCoy plays Sunday, cool. Um, like, I think he can win us this game for sure. Uh, but um, uh, if Kyler plays, I, I'm more than confident that we can uh, go eight one. But uh, uh, with this uh, Packers game, I was really mad Thursday. <laughs> uh, like I, I was like, I, I really contained myself on Twitter with how I was reacting. This game was not how I wanted to go at all. Uh, I, I, I think I could speak for all Cardinals fans. I just want to talk about Packers fans and just like this whole ticket thing. Like, like um, the Packers fans are toxic as shit, right? So. Uh, uh, yeah, after the game, I'll see nothing but Packers fans talking shit like they're the best team in the league. Cupcake ass schedule, they beat the Bengals, but they just lost to the Jets. So, and, so like, and Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers gonna be out now because his immu- immunized ass, not vaccinated, yeah. his immunized ass has got COVID now and yeah. he's out for you would assume minimum a game, but probably two games. I just yeah. did you guys did you guys see the wording that he used when asked if he yeah was I did by the way he, he clearly clearly is not vaccinated he I don't know why he tried to lie that just just why don't you just do the thing where everybody else goes well I just don't feel like talking about my own personal health stuff why is he just why why did he have to lie yeah he you tried lie to be- about it and then you don't follow protocols and then you probably yeah. got others definitely sick around you so. Mm-hmm. Good job, Aaron. You're you're. He might have, he might have been the one great. that got all the wide receivers sick. Who knows, right? Facts. Or, or Aaron Rodgers tested positive a long time ago, but he yeah. needed to play against the Arizona game, right? He That's needed true. to play that game because it's true. Because isn't it Thursday night game? Like, isn't it weird that we're starting to see stuff in the NBA coming up with with players getting COVID? We're seeing it in the NFL. I haven't heard a peep from college football. I could be wrong. I do watch a lot of college football, and I don't remember anybody missing a game or coaches yet. If anybody in the chat knows, please point it out. I'm just saying we're seeing it more and more in some of the professional sports right now, not in college, and that's that's a little worrying to me. That means some people are definitely lying about stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but uh yeah that uh yeah Packers fans toxic as shit they really have a doting thing uh if you want to put them top three uh, best in the NFC right now or in the league uh I question your knowledge of everything that's going on same thing with the Cowboys you know like uh but uh yeah the uh the game Thursday very frustrating uh I don't like that style of football that the Packers played yeah I know they're kind of limping out on one field, but I just can't stand watching that style of football. Just slowing down the game. And I, in my opinion, it's a very pussy way to play it. Yeah, Rejected. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's just, it's just a cop out. And like, I can't, like, why? even if I wasn't, why is even that a if cop I wasn't, out? when you have, the, when you have the less talented team 
you go out there and you don't want the most electric player in football to have the ball. Why is that a cop out? Uh, it, it's just uh, Aaron played it way too safe, and yeah, like it got him the win. I just, as a NFL fan, I just can't watch games like that. And we couldn't stop just, the run, dude. If we stopped the run, we wouldn't have to worry about that. Like yeah, that's exactly. our, that's our but problem. they gashed us and gashed us and gashed us. Three yard run, four yard run, two yard run, fourth down and two. Let's go for it. Five yard run and then a six yard. Like it was so constant. If you have so much success doing that, why would you stop? Clearly, his yeah. receivers couldn't even get open, dude. And then they lost Tanya. And his they dropped receivers balls. got they dropped balls. They had no separation. You really didn't want to. I mean, Aaron Jones was playing outside most of the game, dude. He wasn't even the one gashing us. It was their goddamn backup running back. So if I mean, if could you imagine? Off- like, imagine on one of those plays, it's like that third and three or whatever play. He throws a quick slant, bounces off the guy's hands. Buddha catches it, and it's a pick six. And then what are they going to say? Why don't you run the ball? You know. So I mean, yeah. I mean, I hear what you're saying. Like, I don't like it either. I don't like to see it. I'm like, let's see what you got, but. They didn't need to. And, um, and you know, at the end of the day, they did that shit. We stopped them on fourth down seven times in a row or whatever it was. And then with, and then Kyler took it 99 yards. And if uh, AJ Green sees the signal, we probably win that game. Did y'all see yeah. JV's comment on our last podcast and what he said about that? What he said? I might have missed it. I haven't seen this before, but from everything that I. <laughs> Everything oh, is it a PI on AJ? No, 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 no. From everything that I read, I hadn't seen this. So I was hoping JV was on here so I could ask him tonight. But he said on the comment, and I want to pull it up, that AJ Green was supposed to be a decoy on that play and didn't expect it to come to him at all. Yeah, no, I feel there's no way, dude. I feel like I feel like you would still look because he's That's wide receiver one. That's the miscommunication. What I saw, so somebody, I think it was like one of the um, the verified like uh, Arizona Cardinals reporters. I think it was was it? Can't remember. No, no, it was uh, who's the guy that does the morning show with? He used to do the morning show with Wolf. Luke uh, Lipinski, Doug. No, the other guy. Doug not and Wolf. Luke, not the other guy. Not Wolf, but the other guy. Doug. Um, yeah, I, I guess whoever it was. No, I don't know who it was. Basically, yeah, there was a Doug PI Wolf. on that play. So if you go back and look at it and screenshot, yeah, I mean, whatever, right? Like, but it, it, there was definitely PI on that I, play. I appreciate them allowing them to play with that amount of physicality. Like, it's football. I'm totally fine with it. It didn't impede him to turn around because he turned around just fine. He just didn't go after the ball. If he looked, then yes, I agree. Like, yeah, if he looked, it's you got to call it. If he made he a play on the ball, different story. He did not. Yeah. 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 I don't believe that decoy thing because like they're right on the goal line as a receiver. You should just be looking always because like, like anything could happen. And like, yeah, there might've been a miscommunication or stuff or he didn't even hear the audible, but at like, as a receiver, you got to look and with Hawkins on the field, your wide receiver one green. Yep. So like uh, there the, and uh, like Hop was saying, like on the sideline. I don't know if you saw that video, but he was saying like Douglas, like he sucks on the shoulder, and <laughs> like like you catch him slipping, and like uh, AJ Green didn't hear that, but like I I was really mad at AJ Green, but you know mistakes happen. Like the stadium was the loud. Game, yeah, the game right wasn't on. wasn't lost on that play. So yeah, no, like uh, we were dog shit all game, and uh, like I. 
how the Packers played, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, it's effective, and it's what they had to do. It's just as an NFL fan, I just can't stand watching shit like that. But, uh, yeah, we we played like dog shit, and, like, Kyler marched down 99 yards, almost won us the game, and, like, yeah. uh, I saw a lot of I saw a lot of positives, you know, and, you know, and I – I hate Thursday night games too. Everybody gets hurt. It's it's like an every week thing. I think we should just get rid of them. Yep. But uh, like I I did see positives, even though there was a lot of negatives. You know, it's a, like it's our first loss in two months. We're undefeated. I think we're still a top two team right now. Uh, like uh, the ESPN power rankings put Packers at one, which is stupid. Like that's fine. Skip them. Uh, I I mean it's fine, but like scheduling and like their roster like i still think the rams and uh the cardinals are the two best if you can swap them out accordingly then have bucks at third because they had an embarrassing loss against the saints but uh uh but Dallas there was a, there was one ranking here. there was one power ranking where we were seventh when we were seven and oh yeah I mean, that like run forget it power rankings forget that shit run it um we're, we're coming up on the hour mark here. We're going to close out with Arizona Cardinal stuff, move on to some Arizona State. But before we do, I was on Quest for the West with our friend Alex from 49ers Cutback and Sam from the C- his Seahawks podcast. Uh, go check that out too, by the way, you guys. And the NFC West, everybody else is kind of getting better right now, starting to get a little healthier. Seahawks don't play this week. Russell Wilson got his pin out. They're expecting some guys back. 49ers are starting to get some guys back. Niners got a huge win against the Bears. I mean, Bears aren't that good, so I I question that. But the point is they got the win. Once you get a win, you know, in the NFL, it feels like you're never going to lose again. And when you lose a game, it feels like you're never going to win again, right? That's just the NFL. So a lot of the NFC West opponents are feeling a little bit better about themselves, and they're kind of on the rise. Von Miller going to the Rams, which I don't think is a huge deal, to be honest with you. And here we are getting injuries, getting COVID, lose our first game, and we're kind of going down. So before we move off of the Arizona Cardinals right now, Amit, are we still pointing upwards in the, in the trend for yeah. the Cardinals, or are we going down? Talk to me. I mean, we I've been saying it. Like, this is the critical part of the season. We got to keep Kyler healthy. Like, so if he means we miss a game and we lose a game, so be it. We got to keep him that. ready. Because I think that's why J.J. Watt is not on the injured reserve, because I think that he's thinking deep into the season playoffs, he's going to have a chance to return to this team. Super Bowl, maybe. So let's let's take a, a, a shot at the, the, you know, the long view here. Let's take a long view and say, let's just get our guys healthy and, and keep it going. Like we, we don't we're not going to go 16 and one. You know, we'll probably end up at like 13-4 or 14-3 if, if everybody's healthy. If they're not, maybe it's a little bit in between, but we're still going to be in the playoff picture. I think we just need to get home field for a few games. If we can get a bye, that's perfect. But um, let's keep Kyler healthy. The thing that worries me as I'm looking at the spread, the Cardinals are minus one in this game. That tells me that the that the odds makers are thinking that Kyler's not going to play. So that's a good thing. If you see that line going up to Sunday – Minus two, two and a half, three and a half. That means Kyler's playing. Yeah, absolutely. AJ, are we going up right now or are we starting to come down to reality? Going up. It's, it's our first loss. We're 
one of the best teams in the league. Uh, we're dealing with the same stuff that every other team is going through, yeah. uh, injuries and COVID. Uh, so um, it, it's everybody's Achilles heel right now, so we can't really look down. Weather the and, storm. Yeah, yeah, weather the storm, you know. We have a great team. It was a lot better than all of us expected. Uh, Coach, you laughed at me in the beginning of the season when, uh, when I said I can see this team winning uh, 13 games. But hell uh, yeah, I did. Uh, but we're not at 13 uh, wins yet, so <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. But uh, uh, I lost my train of thought. But uh, like if Kyler uh, plays Sunday, uh, cool. Uh, if Cole McCoy uh, plays, then let's just you know pray that uh, we win. But I think gunning for that uh, one seed is gonna help us, and especially with getting JJ Watt back because uh, that buy that first round by, and then um, maybe we can get him. Uh, I mean, J.J. Watt obliterated his arm, so I don't know if he's going to come back. I don't know if I trust all those reports. Why isn't he on IR? If it's, you know, there's a chance, even if he got surgery, he could come back and play, then, you know, why doesn't he just get the surgery? Why isn't it already done? And, you know, it gives him a longer time to heal. So I've, something weird is going on with that. Something weird. So Jordan Phillips, you need to step up. And yeah. if and, we and, win and Chandler look, Jones, if you can ever find him, if anybody can find that guy and Chandler Jones, dude, bring him to the game, please. The Marcus last Golden 11, do anything either. The last 11 yeah. games that Chandler Jones has played in outside of the one five sack game to start the year. He's had one sack. Yeah. If our defensive line can step up and either pass rush or stop the run consistently, we have a good chance. If our offensive line can hold up against this stout 49ers defensive line, we will win. If those two things happen, we will win, period. It's all about the trenches with the Niners, you guys. It's all about the trenches. So watch that. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have Alex on. Uh, Amit, I hear you're going to be on 49ers Cutback tomorrow night. I cannot make it, so thank oh, you for thank yeah. you for filling in. That's dope. And then we're going to get JJ over there at some time as well, too. Uh, you excited for that on 49ers I'm Cutback? I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to them. I know they're probably going to want to talk some shit, and they, they got a whole bunch of stats <laughs> to tell me how they're going to win that game. Um, uh, you know, well, I, I really can't say much until we see if Kyler's going to play or not, right? I mean, that'll determine. If Kyler plays, let, let me just ask this question. Kyler plays, we win this game, correct? Yeah. If he's healthy. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. I don't know if he's going to be healthy. No, I don't. I don't agree because it's all about the trenches to me, offensive line and defensive line. Period. That's what it's all about this game. Okay. If I mean, if I, if Kyler is hurt and he has time, we'll be fine. If he's rushing out the very first second and not even being able to make a read, doesn't matter who's back there, healthy yeah. or not. Yeah, but I've seen we've seen them when when the offensive line hasn't been good or injured, where they've schemed up this sort of West Coast offense where they're just dumping the ball off low and sure. you know doing screens and sorts of all that sorts of stuff. So I could see them doing that with the injured Kyler moving the ball down the field and getting into position, and then you know they could find Ertz, they could find you know Chase Edmonds and a screen for a touchdown or Connor I, in a short I, game. So I'm I, you know. I'm confident. I, ex- I mean, I expect I- that. I expect dinks and dunks at a lot of motion out of the backfield, and then all of a sudden, a 60-yard bomb to Kirk or Rondale Moore, right? Yeah, 
that's what needs to happen. There's there's going to be a lot of play action, I think, in this game, and a lot of ground and pound it, a lot of James Conner action. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um. So I want to move on to some Arizona State and Herm talk. Amit, this I'm going to have to bounce where, for this. I can't even listen to this, dude. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't blame you. But before you go, before you go, wow us with some words of wisdom. Okay, what do I got tonight? Um. Well, so this week, if you guys don't know, is COP26. COP26 is basically all the countries in the world are getting together to talk about climate change. Um, it's gotten to a point where this isn't a political issue. It became a political issue because Al Gore stepped in and you know put his mark on it. It's not a political issue. It's something very serious. Um, a lot of companies, businesses, countries, uh, municipalities are stepping in to take our part. They understand the urgency. I would just say get educated on it. Learn about what's going on where you live, what your company is <laughs> Do your own doing. homework. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do, you, do your own homework and then don't do anything about it like Aaron Rodgers. But um, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> seriously, though, seriously, just. He's heating up. Just uh, just know what's going on around you and just uh, do what you can. That's all. Facts. Facts. Thank you for that. I appreciate yeah. that. Where can they find you on Twitter? At Sustainable Emit. You'll find a lot of climate change content there. If you want to go there and get educated, that's a good place. Uh, you have more followers than me, JJ, and the He's on Fire podcast official and it, Twitter. And it's angle. all so climate are, change people. It's all climate change folks. No, sp- you got to get, oh, Put we gotta get numbers, a couple sporties in there. Yeah. We got to get a couple sporties. So let's all flood yeah. Amit's uh, Twitter with nothing but sports stuff now. Uh, yeah. Amit, thank you for joining Thanks, me. Guys. Catch him tomorrow night, 49ers Cutback, and we will see you soon, my friend. Peace, guys. See you, Amit. Moment of silence. I heard ACU's, a lot of ACU is going to need this to, to I heard, save your season. I heard a lot of stuff being talked about about Jaden Daniels, the coaching staff. More guys are going to be going out on that coaching staff. Uh, there's no leader on the team. Your quarterback needs to be that dude, number one, and. Speak of the Devils podcast, our, our good friends over there. We had Brad Denny on and we had Joe Healy on a couple times. And Jordan Simone, former Arizona State player, is now a sideline reporter. And he calls a couple games and whatnot. And he was on there and he was very candid about it. He said, standing on the sidelines after Jaden Daniels threw his ninth pick of the game, whatever it was against Washington State, he came over and it was just like, oh, ho, ho, hum. It was another Saturday. Nobody had the fight in them. Nobody did. Not one player on that side of the bench. And dudes were laughing as they were running off of the field for halftime. And it's time to get rid of Herm Edwards. He has recruited a team full of players that don't have the fight in them, don't have the discipline in them. And then he's starting to throw the players under the bus. That might be true, but that's not going to get you very far. That is an awful, awful way to go about it, especially being a leader of young men, quote, unquote. We don't know what's coming with Arizona State football and the allegations, but one thing is for sure. Herm Edwards ain't it. Derek, Derek, eh, Derrickson, Dennis Erickson had just as much talent, if not more, than Herm does now. One didn't illegally recruit, and one team showed passion and fire. Granted, it was in the form of Fourth and 23rd, 15-yard roughing the passer penalty, helmet-to-helmet penalty. 
different type of passion, same results. We deserve better as Sun Devils fans. I heard they sold out against USC on Saturday. I don't really care. I'm not interested to watch the game. I will because I'm on here and I like everybody tuning in and I like you guys. This season's over. I don't see them coming out of it. In a year where the Pac-12 is down across the board, especially the Pac-12 South, for them to not do it this year, uh, Jordan Simone said it best, you know, the Herm train and all that stuff. We're off the train. I'm off the train, too. And I am done with this coaching staff. I'm not going to blame the kids, man. These are kids that don't know how to win at a professional level. And so you depend on your coaches to do that, to teach you, to groom you, to make you better than what you are. Part of me wants to say, like, there's got to be some dog in you, though. You got to want to go out there. You got to want to have that fight that will. I, I'm not going to lose this game. I get that. But I'm going to blame a lot of it on the coaches. In 24 games at Arizona State, Jaden Daniels has passed for 300 yards five times. Yeah, we have some good running backs, but they're not doing all that much. Yeah, our wide receivers are dropping a lot. I, I JD5 needs to stay another year. Whether he transfers or, or wants to go to the NFL, I think he should stay for one more year. Arizona State football, your season's over. And it sucks. I'm a very passionate ASU fan. And it sucks. And I am off the Herm train. JJ, you've taken this ride with me this season. You've seen the good. You've seen the potential. You know, for not knowing too much about ASU football before kind of coming in this year, I think you could, it, it passes the eye test, right? You see it. It's clear. You also see the inefficiencies, and those are even clear and fully on display. I don't want to talk about the Washington State game. I don't need to hear it from you, too. <laughs> but just give me, when I tell you all that, I, I'm curious about your reaction, your overall impression of Arizona State football. Um, I'll let you take well, the floor. Well, if you wanted my opinion, uh, or just for the viewers, uh, it was a shit show. Um, it was some of the worst football I've watched uh, just in general in a very long time. Uh, uh, yeah, like I've been watching along with you this season. I, I, I don't have recollection of the previous years with Herm Edwards and uh, what Jane Lucky you. was. I know what Jaden Daniels was uh, when he first uh, got to uh, ASU, but yeah, the Washington game was just abysmal. And Washington I'm, I'm glad. Uh, yeah, like I'm glad you didn't uh, watch the game live because uh, uh, I illegally stream my games, and uh, I, I was as in the you chat, should, as you should. Yeah, like. Uh, I was talking to a few uh, ASU fans that were uh, uh, waiting uh, while they, while we we're in pregame, and uh, I said if ASU doesn't win, uh, like the season's over. And a guy uh, uh, messaged back at me. He added me. Uh, he was like, uh, "What do you mean if ASU loses?" I'm all like, "It's clear as day." Yeah, I'm like the pack. Uh, like this is as open as uh, the Pac-12 has been in forever, and. ASU's talent-wise, the best in like uh, like year in, in and year in, out, year in and year out, and uh, especially this year with Oregon not being necessarily good, USC is like you UCLA. know UCLA, 
yeah, yeah, UCLA is whatever. Uh, Oregon State, you know, they can oh, give good comp, but like ASU's talent is there. You know, Jane Daniels, I think he's a very solid QB, but he just has no sense of urgency, and it's been like that the last like three, four weeks. And uh, like the running back room is a great room, and they can only do so much. Like I only see energy from those guys and Chase Hatch on the offensive side. I, I love and, I love everything about you. Mr. Hatch. <laughs> yeah. I like Hatch brings it every game. He deserves whatever every play, like, bro. Yeah, every, play. every play he brings it. Like he's the only one that's really contributing. And even if the play isn't designed for him at all, he's always doing something. And like uh like uh like Tradum and uh uh Nagata and and White, like you know, uh, they're gonna have uh their moments in the future. It might not be for ASU, maybe in the NFL. I think they're really good uh, running backs, and uh, I hope I wish the best for them. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the this Washington State game was just like yeah, like I, I'm over it just because that um, it was so what, bad. You're over it. Yeah, yeah, it was so bad. Like I've never seen three turnovers in ten minutes. Like like not even like game time ten minutes. Like like in an actual ten minutes. So. Uh, yeah, like I, I had, I had high hopes. Like ASU started off really, uh, re- uh, really good this season, and I'm like, man, Arizona sports, like, 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 let's go. We started the podcast. Like, we have, the teams that we talk about are the ones that are like actually playing good. And then when they lost to BYU, I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, uh, off night. But um, uh, who did we play? Uh, uh, was it Utah? Um, yeah, Utah. Uh, like. Like what the fuck? That was another what the fuck game, and then uh, th- you, this was. I mean, going all the way back to the damn. Oh, which one was it? The UNLV game. Yeah, I was yeah, seeing some one. things. I was seeing some bad things too. Um, uh, it's just I'm like all, what else can you say? You know, it's like it, it, they're like from the it's from the top down, dude. It's an organizational thing from the top down. It has been an awful, awful season. Coaches not being on the sidelines due to recruiting violations. We could, I, I could go on with the list, and, and it's not important. I am, however, I am excited about Arizona State basketball and their new roster top to bottom. I'm excited about the changes. I don't know a lot about Marianne Jackson. I don't know a lot about Jay Heath. I don't know a lot about Enoch Boyachi. I'm excited to learn about all these players. Uh, uh, Horn, I'm, I'm forgetting his last name. I apologize if you're listening, which I know all the players obviously are. I'm excited Bobby Hurley got in a team that wants to play hard and play defense and that this is going to be our identity as, an, as, an, uh, as a defensive team. And I heard something from a Kansas reporter. I saw it on Twitter where Remy Martin obviously transferred to and Bill Self under Kansas, but Bill Self is already getting pissed off with Remy Martin and and doing all that he wants to do. So maybe some of it wasn't on Bobby, but at the same time, he gave them a lot of free reign, and that's kind of his been M.O. Trey Holder, Shannon Evans, and all these dudes come in here. They just run the show at the point guard position, and we lose all ball movement. So, man, if we can stay away from Hurley ball and JJ, hopefully you watch some Arizona state basketball games. Cause I think this is going to oh, be yeah. a season for them. 
yeah, I'm definitely going to watch more uh, uh, NCAA basketball this year. Um, a- any local guys on this team? Like Jalen Graham. Jalen Graham. Uh, he, I forget which school he went to, uh, which high school. And then obviously uh, Marcus Bagley, Marvin Bagley's younger brother. Uh, so obviously him. Uh, do you think Rattler comes to ASU next year? Dude, I don't know. I don't care. I just he should go to U of A. I just want a coach that's under 60 years old that has recruiting ties to the West Coast and that has a no bullshit attitude and that actually has experience, unlike Todd Graham. But Arizona State basketball, if I see more Hurley ball, which is which is one-on-one NBA style play and things not happening and no ball movement, no set plays. I'm going to be very upset and I will be on the fire Hurley train. I was on it at the end of last year. I was ready to be done, but he actually constructed a roster top to bottom, not just guys that are point guards and being four star. No, he got a roster top to bottom. Unfortunately, AJ Brahma decided he didn't want to be part of it. The transfer from, I want to say San Francisco. And then he transferred again, committed, decommitted. And he was a, he was a, Brahmable, which is what his Twitter handle was. I was really excited to get him in here, get some more rebounds and, and a finisher. So that sucks, but I'm confident with the guys we have. I'm confident with what Hurley's doing. We just blew out some division two team, like 118 to 24 or something ridiculous. It, it's only a scrimmage. First game is next, next Tuesday, this coming Tuesday. Now I it's already here. College basketball is here. So tune in next Tuesday. A lot of good stuff happening. Arizona State football. Just, if nothing else, just win. Just win out. That's all I got for Arizona State football. JJ, before we jump out of here, uh, I want to give a shout-out to JV. Thanks for coming out. I want to give a shout-out to Philly Sports Talk and Roy, uh, coaches, Coach Dante. Jay Ness was in here for a minute appreciate him uh he'll be coming up soon just want to thank you guys for coming in taking the time please subscribe to this channel on youtube please subscribe to our good friends at the asap sports network asapsportsnetwork.com please listen to us on anchor spotify google podcast or apple podcast google playlist whatever it's called and uh yeah tell us a couple subjects that you want to talk about on our next show too which we will have alex from 49ers cutback but jj Wow us, W O W with words of wisdom. W O W. See what I did? Yeah, I I'm not you. the first person to get that. I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah, words of wisdom. You know, Cardinals fans, keep your head up. We're still one of the best teams in the league, top two for sure. Uh, I hopefully Kyler plays Sunday, so we can go eight and one. Um, if Colt McCoy plays, and uh, that's sort of a true test of uh, what uh, uh, our offensive defense can do without our prime ball handler pause uh Kyler Murray so uh there's that then uh with the uh Suns game uh tomorrow against the Rockets hopefully that's a win and I'm really looking forward uh to the Atlanta game because that's probably uh the best team we've played so far I'm pretty sure uh that we're gonna play yeah yeah so uh, Atlanta is gonna be a good competition hopefully we have DA back uh I don't know uh I would like to see him back uh, maybe Cameron Payne uh, because uh, his one week is going to be tomorrow. Oh yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, I, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, you can uh, follow me on Twitter. Easy kiddo. Uh, Jay Joyce. Uh, I talk about 
uh, a bunch of stuff. You know, I'm uh, I'm on the Spider Man No Way Home train right now, like almost. Oh about yeah, one month. and and it's Wu Tang Wednesday. And it's Wu Tang Wednesday, man. Uh, if you're not on Wu Tang on Hulu, you need to get on it. It's one of the best shows out right now. Uh, but it. you're yeah, you're gonna hear uh, me and Coach's opinions about you know anything that's going on right now. Uh, but yeah, you can find me there. I talk about music, movies, sports, and uh, yeah, I talk a lot of shit. But you know, all the good, all the good things though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my words of wisdom is a Facebook post that I just saw the other day that actually kind of brought me brought me a little spirits. It says, "Please remember, your job is the dream of the unemployed. Your house is the dream of the homeless. Your smile is the dream of the depressed. Your health." is the dream of those who are sick. Beautiful thing happen beautiful things happen when you distance yourself from negativity. So find something to be grateful for. And that just really stuck with me today and I wanted to share it with everybody and I'm very happy I did. Jay, thank you for coming on today. Amit, thank you. Please catch us uh Sunday post game 49ers comeback Cardinals versus 49ers. We got a couple Suns games going on. We're going to have another Arizona State USC matchup. Arizona State basketball next Tuesday. He's on fire podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Getting a little wobbly. And that was the